0: okay prepare yourselves what am i saying hello welcome to the podcast or some shit like that all right cool uh yeah (laughs) okay um hi guys uh welcome back to the podcast um we're just going to introduce ourselves real quick so you know who's talking when we're saying whatever it is that we're saying my name is lumba
1: hi everybody um thank you for tuning in and sharing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's <laughs> Why are people laughing? We are not editing this We are not, no, you sound not. like you're about to fall asleep. But we are not editing <laughs> this again. It's going to be used like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh fine. Lumba start again. Okay, I'm starting again.
0: <clears throat> Hi everyone. Welcome back to the podcast or the Apples podcast to be specific. Um, thank you for joining us one more time. Your support is much appreciated. My name is Lumba.
1: Hi guys. My name is Musa. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God!
2: We're well, keeping it. I am, I'm your team.
3: And I'm Nachi. And if you guys didn't hear and technical difficulties, I'm sorry, bear with us until we can afford a studio. Exactly. Share <laughs> the podcast so that we can get some sponsorships. We start buying at least a mic. <laughs> uh, True. At least. At least. <laughs> how are you guys doing? Like, how was your day? How was, how's the week going? We're in the middle of the week.
1: My day was very, very unproductive i tried to save the day at the end by reading and then uh, i got interrupted and i just couldn't get back to it but i had a very good very good wink wink day
2: (laughs) (laughs) for me um my day has been okay although like earlier on in the day um so yeah, well, as you all know, because of this virus, some of us are at home. So now um, I was, com- okay, not really complaining, but like I was about to throw a tantrum because I live with adults. How am I the only one cooking, cleaning, whatever? So yeah, I was about to throw a whole tantrum. And then my mom came saying, oh no. You know, um you should get used to these things. Like, you know, don't don't count it as you know. This person did this. This person did that. Like, you know, it's just what you're supposed. I'm like this. Me, I'm not strong. I, I can't do that. Maybe I'm immature. I don't know. But and no, have uh, no, not working true. out. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. But my day was okay.
3: You know what? Like, moms love doing that, like, saying that thing for. Don't count what you're doing. Like, no, not bend and am Like,
2: ah, wait. <laughs> At the end of the day, I feel like it's. you know what? If you don't, just don't do it. I'm like, bruh. that's not what I said. They just said, like, you know, let's, let's have a smoothie here. But anyway, that's that's besides the point. How was your day? Not mine was.
3: Um, uh let's not talk about it honestly my unproductivity just makes me feel really bad about myself So, um
0: mine was good i um i got my emails from the uni about um moving forward because i'm kind of i'm not interrupting my studies but i'm kind of changing things around and after five days they finally emailed me back and we're like yeah it's cool um this is what we're gonna do moving forward so that was fun and then um yeah, I didn't cook, so that was nice as well. But I couldn't go into the kitchen because there was a builder there, and he was busy playing music. And I was like, in my house, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> know, like, what's happening here? This is, this is a bit too comfortable. But um, anyway, yeah, so it was alright. I didn't do anything though. I didn't do anything for for uni. So that's. Uh, but I feel like that was all of us. There was just no productivity today.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those days. Um, I don't know what on earth we're going to call this. Um, episode but i think we'll figure it out but i wanted to read you guys this post that i saw and i wanted to know you guys' opinions so someone posted this on the liver vice page and the liver vice page is basically an advice page for people at the university of liverpool anyway this guy or girl i don't know why i feel like it's a female but anyway this is probably sexist but that's a topic for another day I'm super stressed about money at uni at the moment. I get a decent but not maximum loan. And my parents help me out a bit from time to time, but I haven't done much part-time work during uni. As my course has a lot of con- contact hours, so I'm worried about juggling it all. My parents are both pretty well-organized office workers and give me a lot of shit about this. They budget everything super tightly. I'm in a pretty shitty place financially, constantly left with the little overdraft and it's causing me a lot of stress i feel like money just goes really quickly even on things like shopping i know the advice of budgeting etc but i was just wondering if others feel the same it bums me out a lot because i know that i have it better than many poorer students yet i've never have i never have any money but i can only blame myself just was wondering anyone else feels like this too or has managed to find a way to feel a lot better about it all. So, obviously the question here is, do you guys ever feel bad about being broke? I feel like that's what this person is saying. But, obviously, it sounds like they have food on the table. Um, it's just the stress of not having that extra disposable income to really spoil themselves. I think that's what they're saying.
0: Mm. Hmm.
1: Okay. For me, the first thing i have to say about this is listen you're in uni and i don't know if this is the african student mentality because you know there's a difference in mentalities among students Mm -hmm. in the world like in africa we mostly depend on our parents for every little thing as a student because we're very much a dependent and your parents will take care of you until you get pretty much your first job you know what i mean so i feel like in uni as a student it's perfectly understandable even permissible to be broke you know what i mean like nobody expects you to be racking in mad sheets when you're in uni it's just not realistic in my opinion i'm not saying other people don't do it and for those people that do do it great congratulations that's perfect that's amazing you know kudos to you but i feel like as a student you shouldn't really put that much pressure on yourself if you're not self, I don't want to say self-sustaining because I feel like people will just come for me and say, you
2: should be independent. You should.
1: It's very, especially when you're an international student in the diaspora, it's very, very difficult to find your feet in terms of, you know, you don't know all the tricks of living in that country. You know, maybe cost of living is different. It's just a whole lot of things. So I feel it's perfectly understandable, even permissible, as opposed to being in your thirties or forties, a graduate or a dropout or whatever you are, and you don't have any money, then it's it's you know, we need to think about it Mm properly. Yeah, it's rough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think for me,
0: what I will say is that, like, I completely agree that um, as a student, like, this is the one time in your life when um, you're not living at home for most people, but you're still, like, you don't have a job. So essentially, you're still living at home, just away from home, but you're still being funded by either for UK students and EU students, you're being funded by your loan, or for international students and, like, students in Zambia, for instance, you're being funded by your parents. Um, so absolutely, there it's, the one time when it's like legit fine if you're, if you're broke. But what I will say that I can like, not necessarily, not necessarily relate to, but I can understand is here. Like um some kids either get bigger loans because their parents' income is lower or have parents who are willing to give them extra money if they don't have it. So there's, and there's a lot of people with a lot of spare income, you know, there's a lot of people going out, you know, clubbing here is like everything. I mean, everywhere, really people love clubbing anywhere. But um, uni students go clubbing, some students even every night, you know, all the societies that you want to join, whether it's sports societies or like academic societies, you have to pay to join them. Um, But yeah, so most activities that you'd want to do cost money. So if you don't have, sorry, if you don't have spare income for whatever reason it is, like for her, I think she said it was because she has too many contact hours so she doesn't want to get a job, which I completely understand. It can feel um, alienating. You know, it can feel like you are the only one. You know, like you can't go out with your friends. Your friends are like, let's go out. You're like, I don't have money. So I can understand the feeling of, um, yeah, of alienation or just feeling sad about it. Um, but yeah, and f- personally, I'd say, like, regardless of your contact hours, get a job, dude. Like, you'll figure it out. You'll find a way to 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 balance to balance it. If you really want to do those other things, like, you'll find a way. Cause that's what I did. Like, I was like, I wanna ha- I wanna um, spend more money, and I don't have that money. So I thought I got a job. And, yeah, it was harder because I had all of this stuff to juggle. But um, it was what I wanted, so I figured it out. So that's what I would say.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same. I think if you – I understand definitely on the whole contact hours, you don't want to mess up your grades and everything. Uh, but, ish, I don't know. I think I also speak from a from a perspective of a money lover. Mm-hmm. And I will find a way. Yeah, man. <laughs> definitely something. Because I hate being broke. I just don't like it. It just feels like, you know, sometimes you wake up with physical sickness because you literally just <laughs> afford things that, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't like the feeling of um not being able to get something because you can't afford it. But then, get me wrong, I'm not that type of person that loves money to the extent where I'm willing to now sacrifice my ethics, you know, yes. um start selling my my. My toenails, or you've something. Said this. <laughs> you've said, I this
1: toenails. said in the last podcast, also. We know, we know you've got more an <laughs> ethic and ethics
3: and values. know you have money. We get it. Okay, you know what? I won't say anything. yoti what's your opinion?
2: um So, at first, when I was reading through her thing, I mean, sorry, when you first read through it, I'm like, why is this person complaining? Like, you know, at least they're going to bed with food in their, you know, in their house or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then at least like, was it at the end or towards the end? Like she said, like she knows, she knows all the things that she needs to do and she's just Mm. not doing them. So (sighs) girl has taken the blame in my opinion, but then uh, being broke in uni, I don't think, is that something to feel bad about? I don't know. I think if you're going to mope about it so much, then you should definitely find find a way out of it like I understand that she doesn't necessarily want to mess up her grades because her her course is very involved, and I completely understand her like I can't imagine you know school being so like on your back and then on top of that a whole job like how you supposed to do that but like it's it's not impossible to do like there are people like you guys you guys have jobs and your uni as well so I think she should give it a try if you not working, it's not like you know it's a death and like you know if she if she she can't not quit her job if she's exactly hard so yeah yeah
1: wait can i say, can I say something about this um getting having a job in uni I feel like and you know not wanting to mess up your grades, I personally feel it depends on the program you're doing, okay, because when I was in my first and second year of uni you guys know i was i was studying um in russia and long story short my financial situation changed and i was not getting as much financial support from home as i would have liked and what i was getting was never enough like it was done before it even came in like literally done (laughs) even in debt so so i had to get a job you know and I was studying medicine mm. in Russian. You know, which is already studying medicine on its own is a challenge. Studying anything in Russian is a challenge. Then, you know, doing medicine in Russian was just impossibly not impossibly people have done it, but it was very very difficult and it required a lot of time. And it 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 was a situation that would definitely have been made better by me not having to worry about any financial
0: yeah.
1: issues, you know what I mean? I feel like I would have thought differently if I never had to worry about bills, if I never had uh, never had to worry about food, about transport. You know, I used to get so broke I couldn't afford the mm. bus to school. You know, and that's it, that it was like twenty twenty rubles, twenty five rubles, which is a ridiculously low sum of money. You know, like, and I couldn't afford it. And there were days I had tests. I had exams, and I literally didn't know how I was going to get to school. And my friends got tired of me mm-hmm. always asking them for stuff, you know. So I had to get a job, and of course, it was at the expense of my my school and my social. Life. It was just crazy because the only jobs that were available to us as international students were informal um, employment opportunities, basically. Most people, like the, the, the guys would work in construction sites at night and do ridiculously hard things all night. And they would get the equivalent of 200 kwacha now at the end of the night, which isn't bad. But then when you, when you factor in the fact yeah. that this person is not sleeping, this person is always tired yeah. and this person probably can't go to school, you know, and then these guys um, were doing courses that allowed them to be able to take, heck, months if they needed to off, you know, and they would be able to bounce back. But then for some some of us, that was literally you had to choose between school yeah. and eating. You know, so I I I definitely feel like when you're thinking about this brokenness thing as a student, you should consider your um your program. That's the first thing. And then the severity of your brokenness. You know, there's brokenness where you can't go yeah. out and then there's broken where you legit can't eat you you can't get to school. those are two different That's things. True. you know what i mean so if you yeah, if you honestly feel you're so broke that you can't eat you can't you don't know how you're going to keep the lights on in wherever you're staying, you're homeless like I was at a the point, then it's different. Yeah. There's different levels to these things, and I feel people should um factor that in because in all seriousness, this brokenness thing, especially when you're all alone. In some foreign environment where there's nobody that yeah. can help you is serious and, and it causes people to do the craziest things. I know people that literally went into prostitution. I know people yeah. that started dealing you know? know people that made the worst decisions so it's I, I don't think it's something that can be taken lightly in the sense of ah you know it's just a little money because people legit mm. get broke you know i've seen I've seen people become homosexual prostitutes even which which was like you know coming from an african background that's like taboo and if this person was willing to to stoop that low i don't want to say stoop that low because then it makes me homophobic but i'm just giving you the, the background context yeah i'm giving you the background context to say that as an african male being gay is something that most people are It's it's engraved in them that Mm -hmm. it's wrong. Mm -hmm. You get what I mean? So for this person to go against virtually everything they know to be right so that they can put food on their table, it's a serious situation. You know what I mean? It was probably life Mm -hmm. and death. So I feel like we need to take into consideration the severity of
3: these um, broke um, or financial difficulties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, I do agree that um, definitely that's true. There's different levels to the whole broke game. Um, we've definitely all been there as students. I remember when I just came to the UK, um, I was dead broke. I couldn't get a job because your first year foundation, Foundation, um, you just can't get a job. You're not allowed to get a job. And I was broke mainly because of um, issues to do with sending me money to the UK. I think my family hadn't figured that out yet. And I literally had zero money in in my account. And obviously, I came to the UK with nothing because, you know, they tell you at home saying, no, you're going to buy everything you need abroad. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need anything. I was literally (laughs) literally living on one pair of shoes. One pair of shoes that I bought for two pounds, by the way. And which, of course, got destroyed by the rain Mm. in a matter of um, a couple of weeks. And I was just like surely is this life not even having money in my account to buy a new pair of shoes but then again this is i still had it at the back of my mind that i know my parents are going to come through for me yes. so you can imagine if i didn't have that um reassurance that my parents are going to bail me out eventually i don't know when it's going to be but it will happen and i can only imagine the desperation in as musambo you've said um people getting into prostitution just for the sake of survival at university. And it's, it's really tough, especially if your parents can't, um, you know, they, they think if they've paid for your fees, that's enough. And it's Mm -hmm. like, we've done all this for you. Mm -hmm. Why are you still asking for something? Mm. You know, (laughs) anyway, um, Yoti, what's your, do you have anything to say?
2: Um, I think like what you said, um, A lot of, okay, me, personally, I know that if I had to go broke, 90%, like, if I just call, like, guys, you need to bail me out, like, call my parents, then, you know, they will find a way to do it. And um, of late, uh, can I say, yeah, of late, uh, I look at my parents, they're definitely aging. And I'm becoming an adult, like, I can't, okay, I'm already an adult, but, you know, like, I'm advancing (laughs) in years. I can't be calling home all the time, like, guys, I need money and all of that, so... Um, that whole mentality kind of leaving me has definitely forced me out of my, anyway, I'll talk about it later, but it's definitely forced me to find alternative means to getting money and all of that. Yeah.
0: All right. So um, I think what Mbuyoti said is a very good segue for us to talk about essentially what we wanted to talk about today, which is the opportunities we've had that have allowed us to um, either make money or or advance our careers. Um, in the name of not asking our parents for money anymore because we're grown, and also they're getting older. And I don't know about you guys, but I just feel really stressed when I ask my mom for more money than she's already sent me. You know, what I, mean? mm-hmm. I feel ashamed <laughs> of myself. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, she's even shocked these days. Like at the end of the month, she's like, "Oh, you're not broke," and I'm like, "I don't do that anymore. <laughs> like, you know, like I fixed it. I got a job." But <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah, um I don't mind starting I feel like mine is it's not really like a, a very long story so essentially what what happened was in sec- in the second year of my uni career I met um a new group of people so they weren't uni students they were all like um just working in the in in the UK they were working in bars restaurants there's this place called the terrace where I used to spend essentially every day of my life it was crazy but um yeah so I used to go there every day and unlike student bars or student clubs it was a lot more expensive so it went from like a I'm trying to think of the price of things maybe a four pound ramen coke to a seven pound 50 ramen coke and um, I was still living on the same amount of money so I found myself messaging my mom a lot more often to be like yo the money you sent didn't reach the end of the month I didn't survive (laughs) <laughs> like and yeah, as I said, I felt ashamed because it was like it wasn't even like I'd I'd spend it on normal things. I just spent it on alcohol, and now I had no money to buy food, which wasn't okay. But um, yeah. So then, but it was it it was okay because even though I had been applying for jobs at KFC, Tesco, McDonald's, which almost hired me and then denied me at the last minute, which was very upsetting. <laughs> um, I had applied to all the um the clothes shops, everyone. And I just kept failing that. Yeah, you know, I don't know. If you, I'm sure you've done it uh, Nachi, The aptitude test that they send you to answer questions. Mm-hmm. And I kept failing it. But yeah, so I hadn't really been able to find a, a job that way. But luckily, I knew the um, few managers and assistant managers at the place where places where I used to go. So I was like, "Yo, can someone please hire me? I need a job. I'm suffering. No one wants to hire me the normal way." Um, and it was crazy. I think it was crazy because like kids in the UK, some of them start working at like 16. But for us, it's not really the same because the jobs that 16-year-olds do in the UK, uh, 35-year-olds do in Zambia. So it's just
1: mm.
0: it's a different vibe. But yeah, mm. so I was like, please, please, someone hire me. So one of my friends um, hired me to work their, their door because they needed a host for their club. And they hired me to work as the person taking people's money. Mm. And Essentially, that's That's uh, snowballed into what I do now, which is waitressing and sometimes bartending, depending on the on the place where I'm at, and um, into what might be the full time job I'm getting in a bit to sustain myself. I might not even need money for rent. which would be crazy, but um, but yeah. So it's just that's been me, and I'm not going to lie. It's not been my mom's favorite thing. She's like, you know, you know, African parents. They're like, yeah, you're working in a bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, mom. I'm, 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 I'm working in a bar, uh, so it's been it's been a hard sale. I'm not a hard sell, I'm not gonna lie. It's been uh, it's just been it's 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 been constantly assuring her that yes, I'm not walking home alone at five in the morning when I absolutely am walking home alone at five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> All that stuff. But now it's, it's a lot more chill and um, it's been good. But it has been at the expense of me actually advancing my legal career. I haven't done any of the internships other people have done in the name of this money that I just knew was coming, whereas like this money that might not actually come if I did internships. So can trade off, but I've been happy with it. It's been good.
3: And yeah, that's, that's that's me. Um, I don't know if this is the right time to ask you this question, but do you think you'd have the same attitude towards bartending and working? In restaurants, in clubs, if you were in Zambia, and especially as someone who is pursuing their masters in law,
0: yeah, um, you know what? I think I would because I remember when um, my, when my sister finished high school, she used to say that the job that she wanted was to work in Debonairs. What's the Debonairs or Subway? This was in uh, she went she, this was in Zambia. She went to Palembe. Um, and she used to say that she wanted to work in Debonairs, and I. Didn't see any problem with that. Like, I thought it was chill. And I wouldn't have minded to. Actually, before I started uni, I applied to a bunch of, like, cafes and all these kinds of places to try and get a job. Um, and I think it's because I've always thought, I've always thought like, people who work in, um, like, coffee shops or restaurants or bars, so I've, I've met, like, a lot of nice people there. Like, whenever I have a conversation with them, they seem like cool people. You know, they seem like they're just they're having a good time. Um, mm. And I was like, I want to be having that good time. So I I think it's it's always something I've 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 not been opposed to doing myself even though I knew that like my mom for instance would be absolutely opposed to it because that's not the the plan she has for me and I feel like she feels like she almost thinks me doing this is like me abandoning my legal career like I'll just now become a bartender for the rest of my life like <laughs> I'm just I'll just go down this road with my degree and never do law ever again but um yeah so I think she's really worried about that but hopefully that's not what's going to happen hopefully bye bye if they're hiring me and then they're not hiring me this other side <laughs>
1: you know. <what? laughs> whoever's got the cash and they're willing
0: to give it to me can have my time
3: <laughs> yeah i think that's really interesting that you said um you whenever you'd go to a restaurant and you see someone having a good time you'd want what good time as well uh that's really interesting um because i think i wouldn't be opposed to it either because i have seen a close family member work in shoprite and shoprite is known for not particularly providing the best wages but he's been able to buy a farm have his own chicken run business mm. get married build a house he's done so much just from working in shoprite and so i have a different idea of um As long as it's getting you somewhere. yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, came to the UK and it's very surprising how hard it is to get a job in McDonald's, Ah. you know, people, (laughs) it's all the combination of probably they hire, they would rather hire younger people and people that would possibly come back to the role, I don't know, but denied everywhere, everywhere. But I was really, really privileged that um, in first year, um, our, we had this module called Professional Skills in Computer Science. And basically what it did was um, force us to really have a good CV. And I think that was the beginning of things just turning around for me. By the way, anyone listening to this podcast that's gotten to this point in the podcast, if you follow us on Instagram, the Apple's podcast, and like our page hey. and send us a DM, I'll be able to do your CV for free, hey. um, <laughs> and send you some really good pointers on how to. Sorry, what? Does this offer apply to us? I need. Hi, Shwali.
1: Uh,
3: Lumba already sent you the resources you need to improve your CV. From what I believe. you did, but I just want you to write it. Right? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, anyone listening, all you have to do is like our Instagram page, like our Facebook page, and then send us a DM. I used to be a career coach, so I think I can help you out. Yeah, ma. No. Um, extend. Anyway, so we did this module called professional skills in computer science, and I know a lot of Zambians don't have this type of um, opportunity and privilege. Hence me plugging myself right, right there. Um, and it was after that that after months of failing to getting a job at McDonald's, surely McDonald's, KFC, they just would not hire me. Um, I ended up getting an interview for a really, one of the world's best um, recruitment firms. And I didn't get the job, but that experience for me was very, uh, what word can I use? Transformative, I think. Mm -hmm. Because it made me realize that, wait, if I can even get an interview at a company like this with minimal work experience, then I can surely get something that is not McDonald's. And so I kept applying and I ended up getting a job. This was my first nine to five job. And I really won't go into the details of what it entailed, but um, it was very depressing because everything was new to me. Um, Having to deal with difficult people, I cried the first three days, Mm. but the 200 pounds per week made me go to bed very happy and just... (laughs) It um, And really it was from that, that every opportunity got better because um, every experience counts and every experience you have, or you can get, can get you to a better place. Like I won't really go into my entire career journey to this point. Like I'm obviously not where I want to be, but the significant difference from where I was when I started university, but um, it's been obviously two driving forces, the love of money, um but also wanting to learn a lot um and I've just been lucky to have been in a position where every opportunity I've gotten has relied on the previous opportunity Mm. so I I don't know I don't want to speak too much because I know uh, um and Musa have more interesting things I feel yeah much more interesting things to say on this topic so I'll I'll shut up (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Go first. You know, I do not
1: want to go first because what I have to say kind of has a question at the end of it. But I'll say what I want to say. So. You...
2: Uh, okay, then I'll go first.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> go <gospel> first. <process> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: okay so like um i've i'm in zambia for uni like i i haven't gone abroad or anything like that and we all know the job struggle in this country it's it's insane i mean people with whole degrees Mm -hmm. are sitting at home. So anyway, um, working in uni is kind of a, I don't think it's impossible, but it's just, it's rare. It's very rare that you find someone unless they're like, you know, they're already employed. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, like for some of us, uh, maybe you'll find like employed nurses have come to study medicine, like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, but not like, you know, me straight out of high school and I'm going to Mm -hmm. look for a job anyway. We all know the situation. So um where can I say my this whole thing? Okay, so um in my third second going to third year of uni, um, yeah, everything had always been fine. Like, you know, my parents sent me money, I wasn't doing anything. Like, you know, I had no I had no side hustle. <laughs> I had no side hustle going for myself. And you know, every time month end I just, you bank collect, the money has come through. <laughs> so um so my dad started getting ill. He started getting really, really ill, and you know went to hospitals and everything. And anyway, uh, we found out that he had uh, a serious chronic yeah. condition. So um, I would say that that was a waking up point for me because okay, I know it's not everyone who's sick, who, I don't know, dies or whatever, or loses their what can I say ability to work but that just woke me up to think that you know what if this mm. man leaves because he was okay he was okay anyway he was the driving force um behind our family like eh, what what's going to happen to me like what's going on so I mm. I lived in a lot of can I say fear for about for about a year not necessarily doing anything about it but just like yeah anyway, what about you know if he leaves <laughs> what's going to happen Mm. to our family and all of that so but like he was still working at that point but anyway so he stopped working and it was only my mom working and okay yeah obviously when one parent stops working because he just he just Mm. couldn't continue working one parent stops working so now it's only one working and I'm like "Mm, okay so yeah that fear still continued for a year what's going to happen now it's just one parent working and all of that so um anyway as more time more time passed and you know i just started seeing him i don't know i used to okay not used to look up to him but you know you look to this person for like financial solutions but this person isn't able to do yeah. that for you anymore and yeah you're looking okay now I'm, not that my mom is you know secondary to him okay mind you, anyway i don't know but it's just that you're so used to looking at this person and now things have yeah. changed so i started i was like you know what um i need to find money like i i want to this issue of being broke and looking for money for bundles and just looking for money for hair and clothes or whatever like i can't i can't put pressure on these people because how can i be asking for things like hair when you know they've got medical bills to pay yeah. and stuff like that yeah. so um one day my housemate just she just brought her home she was like Yoti make me a wig and I was like bruh I've got no like why on earth would you just look at me and think that you know you can make a wig and I'm like I don't know how to make a wig she was like here's a wig a needle mm-hmm. make me a wig and I'm like I don't know anything about hair she was like make me a wig I was like okay <laughs> fine so I sat down watched a few YouTube videos I'm like you know what? this can't be that complicated so I made her a wig it wasn't obviously it wasn't the best thing in the world but it was wearable so I was like oh okay you can make a wig like you know you can you can always improve on skills but for me it wasn't necessarily priority. Yeah. So I was just like whatever she made me make her a wig then anyway as time went on I tried I was like you know what let me try again I tried for my I tried making myself another wig and I'm like okay so this is better than the first time so um I tried again and again I'm like okay this thing is improving so I actually I think I was talking to Nachi about it like oh um you know I made a wig for myself and she was so I'm so grateful to you because I think you really you made me pursue this whole thing anyway so she was like no you know you should start like making wigs for other people and I'm like oh no I don't think I'm good enough she's just like no just keep on doing it just keep practicing and all of that so I watched more YouTube videos I looked at what people did and studied people's wigs and all sorts of things so like yeah I went all out bought the mannequin head and blah 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 blah. and fast forward to today I made quite a substantial amount of 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 money from making wigs, and I was just like, "Wow, this, this, so this is what having money <laughs> feels like." Like you know, money that you work for, and money that you don't have to ask for yeah. or anything like that. So, uh, so I made, all, okay, not a lot, okay, anyway, I made all this money from, from making wigs. So I thought about it, like, what am I going to do with this money? Am I just going to sit and save it? But I read this book called um, "The Richest Man in Babylon." And you talked about investing your money or like, you know, having mm-hmm. money work for you. So, you know, schools closed in March. It was like, am I really just going to sit down and, you know, not do anything? So I was like, you know what, let me, let me find a way to multiply this money. So I came home and I didn't even think twice about it. I'm not necessarily a person. I'm not a business minded person. I'm not asking me. Any, I, I don't know any I was just like, you know what, I'm just going, I'm not doing any work. Okay, maybe that was a mistake. I don't know. But you know what, it worked out. Didn't know market <laughs> research, nothing. I was just like, you know what, people like chicken, people eat chicken, <laughs> I'm going to buy chicken. So, so that's what I did. I, I went and bought chickens and um, long story short, that's, it's, you know, it, it turned out well. A lot better than I expected. I didn't tell a lot of people because you know, like, they'll also, oh, you know, they would ask you about um, like your plans. Yeah. I, I didn't have plans, I just, you know, I got someone at the farm, he was helping me out, and I'm just like, you know what, if this works, it works, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But yeah, it worked, and definitely, um, I obviously, I still depend on my parents for a lot of things, but you know, slowly but surely, we're leaving the nest. Next so yeah, that's all from
3: uh, me. Uh, I think I can definitely uh, kind of relate with your story. You know, you're talking about your dad falling ill. I think it was a similar predicament for me. For for us, it wasn't him being sick, but him losing his job that he had worked at for over 20 years. Mm. And this being the job that literally sustained our entire family and extended family, it was almost like, okay, I mean, this was not the, I, I wouldn't really say it was the wake-up call for me, but it was one of the things that definitely drove me to wanting to be in a good position to even at least pay my rent. Yeah. Um, And of course, we don't have the luxury that British students have of getting a loan or whatever. So it's either your parents give you the money or you work for it. So yeah, I think the hardships sometimes are something you can be grateful for because position of you even if okay fine even if you don't need the money you need the skills yeah at least um to better you for the for the time when you will need to get a job like imagine starting to look looking for a job or looking for an opportunity with zero skills and zero knowledge not that that should stop you but you're yeah, in a better place it's the knowledge and the skills yeah True. yeah musa okay so, my
1: my thing is I've already told you guys about how the employment opportunities I had were not the best. They were, you know, far from best and far from from anything. I would say is it worth talking about right now because you know most of them were just horrible, horrible mistakes. Um, the first the the, the what I wanted to talk about was um failing at getting jobs, how to handle, how do you handle that? That's not the question I want to end with, by the way, so don't answer it right now. How do you handle that feeling? You know, you're, you're applying and, you know, applying takes a lot of mm. courage. You know, people make it as if it's just one of those things. You wake up and you just fill out your resume and you send it. But there's so much hope that you put behind an application and putting yourself out there, and going to an interview, and even just having the courage to ask somebody and say, "Listen, I need help. I need a job."
2: You mm. know what I
1: mean? There's a lot of of a lot riding on that. And when you get back those rejections, it does chip away at your confidence. You know, it does make you feel like you're less than. And when you're looking at, especially like what you guys said about McDonald's, and you, you're like, Brad, <laughs> even McDonald's doesn't want me." <laughs> yeah yeah is McDonald's rejected you know you what is wrong with me so um, I have a little anecdote to mm-hmm. share uh, this was in twenty eighteen i was you know this was the point where like my life literally just shattered i was basically I had lost my scholarship and I had fumbled my my visa thing because I was supposed to get a visa to extend my visa, uh, my student visa in Russia. And, you know, some shit happened. Long story short, my boyfriend made me loan him the money I was supposed to use yeah. to pay for the visa. That yeah. Yeah.
3: was yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he swore, he promised that he was going to pay it back on time, and of course he didn't. I ended up in a very very big situation Mm -hmm. okay a huge situation anyway so at this point I had nothing to do I was illegal basically I was homeless I was not a student and I was broke so um I, I got this opportunity through this friend of mine that actually I was working for um before I had been working for him on and off for about a year at this point and the job was it was really really just Weird (laughs) because I digress, but indulge me for a second. This guy messaged my friend and told her he had a job offer, and the job was picking mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Like, no joke. (laughs) It's not supposed to be funny. (laughs) Picking mushrooms in a shed all night, Mm -hmm. like, all night. So, at first, when he, when he said picking mushrooms, I thought he meant drag mushrooms, and I was like, fuck no, we're not doing that. We're not going to pick <laughs> drug mushrooms. We're not doing mushrooms. Like it was a legit job. He was a farmer, and he grew mushrooms, and we used to pick them, and he shed all night, like literally all night, from 8 to 8. In the morning, which was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy.
2: That's crazy.
1: Anyway, so this guy helped me get this job, and it was at a hostel, like Uh, in in the most like um, famous streets I guess, walking street in in Kazan. So um, I got this job there and I was living there for free. It was this beautiful little like hostel thingy and you know, it was just amazing and you had all these international different people that were um, part of the volunteer team and I was one of the volunteers. So while working there, it had been like two weeks at this point and I was loving it. I was learning so much and every day was just a surprise. And there was just so many things going on and I was developing as a person, you know, like, and I felt like, you know what God's looking out for me because I've had a really, really shitty couple of months. And now this job, and I was just feeling good about myself, you know, very, very happy. And I felt like everybody that was, you know, secretly talking about how I had failed at everything, was sucking it at this yeah. point <laughs> so I'm there living my life and then this one day I'm I'm drying the the forks in the kitchen because it had like a very popular restaurant thingy and it had the hostel section and the bar and all these different things anyway so I was drying the forks in the kitchen and then the manager comes out and he's like he, he's like yelling at me and I was so lost in my thoughts because you know when you're doing dishes you don't re- you're not really like focusing on what you're doing you're like doing the dishes and thinking about something else or listening to music yeah. or whatever so i didn't i didn't even hear what he said and it took me like a few seconds to realize that he was actually speaking to me which was shocking because he had never spoken to me before so i'm drawing the forks and he's like yelling so i'm like what is this guy talking about so I I come out of my thoughts and I look at him and he's like, "Why are you drying the forks so slowly?" And I'm looking at him like, "Is he really yelling at me for drying the forks slowly?" Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm like, oh, "Oh, I'm sorry. I was just distracted." And I said, "Doing it quicker," and I moved on and I forgot about it. So at the end of that shift, like all the volunteers were sit- uh were were seated at like the it's like a greeting area. I don't know what to call it. Like a reception area kind of where everybody walks through. The, the customers go to the restaurant, whoever's going to the bar, whoever's going to the rooms. And then um, everybody that worked there was hanging out there at that time. So it's me, a couple of guys and, you know, girls and people. There's a lot of people basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sitting down and I'm tired and I'm just there. Like we're planning what we're going to do that evening. So since since we're like in the most popular um street in town and there was bars and clubs everywhere we were planning on going clubbing like we did every day and drinking and all of those things so i'm sitting down and you know so the manager comes out and he's like um he gives some instructions and then he po- he points at the uh, he points he's, he's talking to the like one of the girls the girl that actually hired me she's a friend of that man with the mushrooms mm-hmm. i used to call him mushroom king anyway so she's a friend of mushroom kings and <laughs> And he talks to her and he's like, oh, by the way, Katya, I don't want her working here anymore. And he points at me. And guys, like, my world, I I couldn't believe it. You know, like, I had literally never made a mistake ever at that Mm. place. I was the perfect employee. I never spoke back. I never did. I never used to go, like, we all used to go drinking But I never used to get drunk and out of my mind. I would always just, you know, when I got tipsy, I would would stop. I would drink water or I would just walk back to the hostel and get home. I never, ever broke any of the rules. Okay. This one day, this man caught me wiping forks slowly. And he fired me in the most humiliating way. like Literally the most humiliating thing that's ever happened to me in my life date you know so I was looking at him and literally everybody like the breath you could feel everybody just gasp at the same mm. time like and hold their mm. breath and I'm there like what the fuck is he talking to me so I look at the girl and I'm like is he talking to me and she looks down and everybody nobody could even look at me in the face and he's like um, um she's fired And I want her to leave today. Jeez. I had nowhere to go. (laughs) Like, literally nowhere to go. No money. No one to ask for anything. I couldn't ask my parents because, you know, shit was fucked up. And I'm just sitting there, like, in front of 30 people trying to keep my shit together. (laughs) You know? And I couldn't. Like, you know, humiliation brings tears to your eyes faster than anything else. I don't even know. Like, I feel like people say death or whatever. I feel like you can hold in a funeral until you get to your room. But humiliation, you know what I mean? Like, just, and I look at him and I just say, mm. okay. And I get up and I start going up the stairs and then tears are just like flowing. You know what mm. I mean? And I just get to my room and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I have all these clothes and I pack them up and I have no way literally nowhere to go not even bus mm. money to take me back to a friend's house or something mm. no money on my phone to call anybody you know what I mean so anyway <laughs> the point of me sharing this little anecdote was to lead into my ah,
0: what happened what do you mean the point of me sharing this anecdote? what is going
1: on <laughs> what did you do <laughs> okay okay I'll I'll tell you okay so basically I there, there was a German girl that I was sharing the room with Xenia this amazing amazing girl and she's basically like you know and I don't want to see I don't want her to see me cry I don't want anybody to see me cry and she just like kicked the door and she's like girl just let it out and she held me and I cried and cried and cried I didn't know what to do and she's like do you need money what do you need so basically, she lent me money to take the bus to my student accommodation, where I wasn't a resident anymore. Mm-hmm. And I basically snuck in illegally because, um, not to flex, but my Russian was pretty much perfect. So I, I sweet talked the guard into letting me in, and I was like, "Look, you know me. I live mm-hmm. here. You know it's it's." So she let me in, and I snuck into my old room because there there was there was only like. Um, students how can I say they only took in students at one particular point in the year so if you left your room would be empty for the rest of oh. the year so yeah so I snuck into my old room and I was illegally living there for the next three four months wow
2: <laughs>
1: that is yeah illegally living there so anyway I got home and I, I managed to slowly but surely start picking my life up after that Anyway, so the point is I wanted to ask you guys is, have you ever been in a situation with your career journey or your needing to make money journey where literally everything was riding on that opportunity or job that you had and you lost it and you felt like there was no coming back from this point? If so, how did you make it out? And if you haven't, you can still talk about, you know, how it feels or whatever. How you deal with rejection and not being good enough or experienced enough, or even just being um, facing negative biases like I was. Because I feel like that manager was racist. That's why he fired me for the simplest mm. thing. Because the next person to, got, to get fired literally got fired because he was high, like on cocaine yeah. or whatever, and he was found passed out in the bus and i was fired for wiping forks too slowly so. <laughs> so my question is how do you deal with rejection or failure when it comes to um, opportunities and careers and whatever i know most of us are pretty fresh in our career journey so we probably haven't experienced anything catastrophic yeah. but so far what, what have you dealt with and how did you deal with it
3: Can I answer this first? Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely have experienced, um, I mean, your story reminded me of many points um, in my own, you know, trying to build a career, but I really won't go into detail because I think this podcast will take, will be long AF, Mm -hmm. but um, the points in your story that I can relate to is I was also fired from my first nine to five and I was literally fired for almost no reason. And it was even a situation where I had woken up. <laughs> I was getting ready for work. Mm-hmm. And the this <laughs> woman calls me and she's like, um, she just basically said, you're fired. And, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> she, and, and she basically said, um, I'm sorry, but she literally, it was one of those things where she was like, one of you had to go. That's what she said, basically. Yeah. And I accepted it because I was not having the best time in my life at that job anyway so I just accepted like okay fine um, but lucky enough like three days later they called me back because it was this was during I was basically working for a company that was providing services during one of Britain's most um, uh, how can I put it it, the, it was like the largest nurses strike one of the largest nurses strike mm-hmm. Britain has had in a very long time so they needed people to, to work. So, um, yeah, and I was working for the company that provides the the services. I don't know if that makes sense. But anyway, there was an affiliation there. And because there was this huge strike, I didn't really have a choice but to call me back. And can you imagine how awkward that was? And I think pride, the pride in me almost wanted to be like, no, you see, now you need me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming. Uh-huh. But then the two hundred pounds at the end of the week was just too good for me not to say no, but anyway, yeah, so at that point i can I can relate to that, and i I really don't want to get into it because I think I definitely do have my own experience and story of dealing with rejection. It's very, very difficult, and especially I don't know, maybe this is just me being in my head, but I feel like being a minority in the tech sector, everyone knows like black people in general in tech is a unicorn and being a black woman in tech is even worse and when I was looking for a placement that I felt like my life depended on because this was the period that my dad had lost his job Mm. um really it was really really difficult because I would rather get rejected at the start like when you apply for jobs And they look at your CV and you get, I would rather get rejected at the start than at the end, because I was going through really long, lengthy application processes and going to interviews and getting rejected at interviews. Mm. Um, But I'll say this again for the fifth time. I don't really want to get into it. And me, how I got over it and got over, Um, feeling bad about myself is literally a whole story on its own. But one thing I remember doing is after getting rejected for a job that I was so confident that I would get because I won't get into it, but I was very confident that I would get the job. I really, really broke down because this was after months, almost a year of trying. Um, And I recorded myself crying and talking bad about myself, which is very weird, I know. But I recorded it. And I said to myself, I'm going to watch this whenever it is that I end up getting a job. I ended up getting a job eventually at the very last minute. Mm -hmm. And watching it back was extremely difficult. But then watching it back made me realize that, yo, having faith is such an important thing. Like whether you believe in God or not, having something to kind of put your hope in can literally mm. change your world because, yo. I think there's a there's literally a thin line between um, you've got nothing, nothing to give you the hope that you you suddenly get this thing that you're hoping for, and have just that little bit of faith to hold on to and thinking, I know that this thing, there's this tiny thing that reassures me that I'm going to get this thing, and there's a very big difference. I think. I mean it's the moment, the moment that you're experiencing it, but it makes a very big difference. I don't think it was a very sad time in my life to be honest. I, I don't think I was even sleeping properly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't want to get into it. I know I've already spoken a lot, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's my my answer to your question. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, For me, honestly, it's genuinely not that deep. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Ever since I think it's and I think it's also because um one the reason why I got a job wasn't like it wasn't like a, a live or die kind of situation you know like my mom God bless her and uh, all her greatness honestly she's been in these streets like writing you know what I mean like she's been writing for me her whole life and I think there's something about being a single mom that that I feel like you just feel because it's all new you know what I mean from from the jump. So I think she was just always like there's no way. She, was, she used to say this thing she was like if I got fired or like if I had no job I would become a, a um like a taxi driver if it meant that like we would eat. And I could see it in her like in her every day I could see that she genu- she genuinely would she would do whatever the fuck it took to make sure that me and my sisters survived.
1: Sorry, that made me so emotional. <laughs> Sorry. that's It's
0: yeah, making me emotional <laughs> too. Whenever I talk about my mom, I almost start crying because she's so incredible. But um, anyway, so yeah, so I th- I've never really, I've genuinely never like wanted for anything in the sense of like, I, would, I, I, I wouldn't be able to eat or wouldn't be able to like live somewhere if I didn't get the job. So my rejection was just like, I I also got fired from my first job. I feel like everyone who doesn't get fired from their first job, it's your first job. Yeah, bad. You know what I mean? You're probably bad at it, and if you're not bad at it, then something's going to happen. But my first job, I worked in a um, in a Greek takeaway in um, in Zimbabwe, and yeah, actually, you know, i we're talking. I remember we were talking about connections earlier, and I got that job because of the A level the 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 high school that the, I mean the the high school that I did my A levels at because it was opened by a woman that um took her child there and she just like everyone she hired went to that school we were all from Hellenic but um yeah so that was my first job and I'm not gonna lie I wasn't great at it I mean I was fine at it but I was also very like leza, not not faire is the wrong word but I was very relaxed you guys know me I'm a very relaxed person so. That relaxation, like, at some points just led to me not being professional enough in my job. Um, And I could see it. I wasn't great at it. And when I, you know, it, it was even nice the way they fired me. They were like, no, we just need to cut down people's hours, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. They were like, yeah, it's just like, you know, like, the business is, like, not really doing that well right now. So we're just cutting down people's hours. But if we ever, like, need you, we'll call you. So me, in that moment, I didn't even know that I'd been fired. I just thought... What is <laughs> <Honestly, Yeah. laughs> like, it was so well. I just thought the business was suffering, and they didn't have the hours for me and then come to find out i come to the I come to the shop like a month later. there's new employees, new employees like <laughs> <laughs> I was I was shook I was like well, i I literally got fired like I got fired, and I didn't even know that I'd be fired but um, if anything, um, I think that just. It helped me, like, I mean, to be fair, I guess maybe because it was my first job, I wasn't really, like, used to working in places. But it did help me um, make sure I was more professional in the next job that I got. You know, like, make sure. I, um, I, that's a lie. Because, yeah, I, went, I once went to work so drunk, guys. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. we can talk about that some other time. <laughs> um, and, but it did make me, like, always try, even though, like, I was working with my friends, whatever, whatever, always try and be as professional as I could be when I was at work. But um, yeah, so for me it was just like I was devastated, and I didn't really even tell anyone that, like, because everyone had had known that um, I hadn't been fired. I had been like just given less hours. I didn't even clarify with anyone that I was fired. I just, I just held, it. <laughs> I just held it in my own spirit. You, know yeah. what I
1: mean? <laughs> like, you had less hours? <laughs> <One>. You're <terrible. laughs>
0: Um, no, Wendy, I just I just literally healed it in my own spirit I was like, mm, And like, to be fair, I got another job Like two months later, so it was fine But um, yeah, and it, to this, Like, I'm fine with it now, but there was a moment there For a while where I was like, legit hurt that like I had been fired, but I, I think I For me, it was realizing that I wasn't good at my job So it made sense that That's what yeah. helped me like, be okay with it Like, just coming to terms with my own With my own shortcomings, I was like, alright, cool I would have fired me too So it's cool, <laughs> like, it's fine but yeah that's my that's my my story
3: Yoti.
2: oh well, well i i have never been employed <laughs> so i i don't necessarily like i've never applied yeah. for a job i don't know if that's What an entrepreneur case, anyway yeah i've never applied for a job right okay yeah i guess i guess so (laughs) i'm trying to think because i i feel like i'm very new Mm. at all of this like you know i don't think i can give you guys like you know an inspirational story of how you know i'm facing rejection or losses or whatever um i did experience some losses at a point especially with these animals that started. breaking. No way. And gosh. There was a point where every time, like, there was a week where the guy was just calling me. Wait, like, wait, no, wait. Wait. By I'm animals, like, you, you mean your so chickens?
3: Yes. Is yeah, an animal yeah. sorry, a bird? I, can you say, can you refer to yes. an animal? A bird to an animal. <laughs> not, no, you're you using I think so. broad terms, confusing at saying animal. We're I mean, even thinking now you've
2: got hyenas. Okay, sorry. i <laughs> got <hyenas>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry um okay the chickens um yeah so there was a point where especially like when they're really small because even I me, I just entered like I, I don't know much this is when I'm even starting to learn about them but yeah I do know much about them and they're like really fragile in like the first first weeks like any baby is really so you know he would call no one is dead I'm just like you know what I, I don't want to I don't want to listen to mm. all of this I don't so um but anyway they they stopped dying at a point. Okay, honestly guys, I, I can't I I don't have any inspirational story. I'm not when I when I do, you'll know. <laughs>
1: mm. Wait, can I say can I just say I feel like you're down down this entrepreneurial thing. It's not yeah, like it's not as as you are making it sound so calm. Fam, I tried to start a business, okay. Like Okay, I had a business that was running and it gave me money for a very very long what time. What this side hustle when you have
3: that you don't know about. I just That's mm. the problem when you have money, you can't even Rast. send that ten pounds and buy a drink.
1: You know, you know, because it was it was it was literally a hand to mouth thing, and then I would get the gigs like at the last last second, so all the money would always come like the the calls would come when I'm. The most broke, so it was always mm. just going to other things. We'll talk about that later. Mm. My point of saying this, um, Mbuyo, I feel like brah, it takes a lot of courage it does. Mm. to start a business, fam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're fired, mm. you can say, My boss was a dickhead, the company, was a you know what I mean? If you fail at a business, you started, <laughs> hey, yes. you, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that takes a lot more mental strength and mental self-motivation and self i don't know what the fuck mm. it is that i don't possess a to, lot. to have mm-hmm. a business you know what i mean yeah. it's not it's it's really it's really i feel like it's in more ways more difficult to be your own boss mm. than yeah. it is to be an employee you know what i mean like I feel like you're downplaying that and I feel like you you, you really need to just give yourself that that I don't know yeah. pat on the back or what you say you're doing something great like it's not easy
3: it's really, and we're super yeah. proud of you, Thank Thank you. your team
2: um, so proud thanks guys thanks guys okay yeah you know I think was okay not the problem but I think I'm ignoring okay not ignoring my issues but <sighs> They are knowing me. Like, there are issues. I'm not saying, you know, it's all smooth sailing mm. and all of that. There are issues. But, you know, um, at the end of the day, as with any business, as I am learning, it's just, you know, you have to fight for You know, it's like, you know, if you are the <laughs> dickhead, so, you know, you have to find a way. To yeah. It. yeah. 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 And even this same your chickens like, died. That's a lot, man. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: think I'll quit after one chicken died i would quit. i would be but. like, you know what? This is not for me. <laughs> Chicken's, Chickens are dying. <laughs> They've <laughs> died. They've died. They've
2: <laughs> died. <laughs> <laughs> ah, wild. <well. laughs> no, ma'am. You have, you have to persevere. start
3: eating
2: them now. Ah, bro. You have to persevere. For you to get what you, you have to persevere. Mm. But anyway.
3: Um, this has been a super productive podcast i think we've literally we haven't even gone into half the things we wanted to talk about ironically today, yeah. but that's great because yep. we can save it for a different podcast and so hopefully our next podcast is going to be about us really diving into is it that bad to have when is connections when can connections go bad? Yeah. And we're going to kind of go back into the theme of high school a little bit and how um I guess do a bit of confessions on um some of us's um em- envy when someone else has connections and get them their connections get them mm-hmm. into a really nice role and us where they are going door to door begging, saying it bellinch you know, anything. Applying to McDonald's. Yeah, and um <laughs> you know what we felt about that and yeah, I think I won't say much now and we can talk about that in the next in the next podcast, but it's been amazing and if you've gotten this far, listeners, yeah, everyone. Thank, yeah, so thank you. Yeah, and yeah, don't forget you. if you like us on Facebook and we will check <laughs> and like our Instagram page and send <laughs> us a DM. I will be you know, going through your CV. um, I'll give you my email address and we can go through your CV. I can send you some really useful resources on how you can improve your CV for you to get the job that you want. Um, I was a career coach for four months. Four months is not a really long time, but it was long enough for me to gain a lot of skills. And I think I can, yeah, I can help someone out. You know, even if I don't help you get your CV from zero to a hundred, I can get it to five at least. Mm. So do that, and I'm at your service. Yeah. And no, this has been great, guys. Yeah. Honestly, as
0: I was saying to you guys before this, I was having a really bad day. Um, I was not in a good place. But now I feel like I can even, you know, do more work for my essay because I feel good. You guys make me feel good. Oh,
3: that's cute. So... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys are so wishy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: I do wonder if people. <laughs>